0: Just Goal With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes.
1: Boo!
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say... <laughs> say something only Kate would know Usually, like only Kate would know welcome yeah I. it's Kate <laughs>
1: and I'm
0: pissed as off. much as you don't like it it is me
1: I think that all the time now I'd be like welcome <laughs> and then it makes me just it, it sends me to a rage <laughs> speaking of welcome <laughs> I mean I hate to say welcome <laughs> genuinely is a, a key player uh huh so. it is yep <laughs> <laughs> everyone right now is on the edge of their seats what the fuck movie are we gonna talk about yes. uh, drum roll <laughs> Oh, we're talking about x yeah <laughs> we did xx
0: i was now x my very first note was you've heard of xx but have you heard of it i was like x yeah before xx
1: there was x, <laughs> x. <laughs> and soon there'll be xxx we don't know yeah there probably is a triple x movie i think
0: probably probably but probably not one we'll cover don't don't say never so i think he actually t- <laughs> is it ty or t i think it's ty okay uh they were actually talking about like I think that that was kind of floated for a potential trilogy like cap or title because right. it would I mean it make would sense. like yeah. It's funny. Or it would be Maxine with 3x's. Which it I is. you think? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's Maxine. X, Max- <laughs> Max- <laughs> Uh but yeah, we're talking about X. where we decided to do like some uh, like a newer movie.
0: We haven't really done We spent a lot of time in the 80s. We spent a lot of
1: time in the 80s and we Not never much. talked about leg warmers, like you 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 didn't promise it, but I don't know, just felt like it would have been what nice. What if we
0: do an episode on the Breakfast Club? <gasps> so, the, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can talk the about The horror leg <laughs> was the makeover they gave to like, beautiful yeah. boss girlfriend. It's fine. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we're talking about X, a slightly newer movie. Um hopefully in the future we'll do Pearl. Um, yeah. And then hopefully after that we'll do max <laughs> so uh yeah but i was excited about this one so are you ready for some facts yes okay okay <clears throat> so it was made in 2022 uh it's written directed produced and edited by taiwan we- <laughs> holy shit okay yeah i didn't know that i was vision. like <laughs> for me i was like what a dream only have to do like one note for this guy <laughs> um Uh, other movies that he's done, either writing or directing. I'm not positive which, but I, these are the movies he's uh, done. The Roost, The House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, and The Sacrament. Huh. Yeah. I think he wrote The Sacrament, though, because isn't that Eli Roth? I just saw it. Maybe that's not him. But either way, I knew all of these, and I was like, oh. I remember liking The Innkeepers. Okay. It was pretty interesting. that was one of the ones that I was like, we gotta add that to our list. Because The Innkeepers is pretty good. Okay. It's like a you know, motel that they're, like, convinced is haunted. And when there's no one there, they're like, let's see if there are ghosts," And then things go bad. Well, so. As
0: they are wont to do. As they
1: are wont to do. So that was Ty West. Uh, the cinematography was Elliot Rocket. What a name.
0: They need to cool it because is that's it too good. You know? Rocket or
1: Rocket. But either way, I was mm. impressed. Either way, I like so, it. Like it. Elliot
0: Rocket. <laughs>
1: uh, also did House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, uh, Pearl, Night Stalker, and... Something called Frankenfish. Well. So, no, fish. <laughs> Get it? Because it sounded like you said whale. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to go. It's the best I can do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, so the cinematography. looks like they, like, Elliot Rocket likes to work with uh, Ty West quite a bit. Because mm. they also did, obviously, Innkeepers, Pearl. I don't know Maxine wasn't listed but I would Mm. maybe guess but because it wasn't listed I was like I don't want to say for sure um the music was by two people so Tyler Bates uh also did Dawn of the Dead 300 Sucker Punch Halloween 1 and 2 and the John Wick franchise oh I don't know if it was the remake of Halloween I kind of think it might have been that's what I'm thinking so um pretty positive it was the remakes but either way you know fun love John Wick uh (laughs) what a fun time and the second person was Chelsea Wolf. So she's an American singer songwriter, and her work has blended elements of gothic rock, doom metal, and folk music. Okay, I love that. Big fan. Yeah. Um, if you want to look her up, I highly recommend. She's got like multiple bands that she's kind of been a part of, yeah, okay. and also like solo stuff that she's done. And it looked cool as hell. Uh, I didn't write down everything, but I was like, if you want to look her up, her name again. Uh, is Chelsea Wolf, And the picture of her was cool as hell. She looked dope. Um, and that was actually all the fun facts because Ty West did everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know the budget? I haven't the faintest. So the budget was only $1 million.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Isn't that wild?
0: I mean, on location, I guess, but... It was
1: all filmed in New Zealand, too. Yeah. So I was like, that was wild. Because in my head absolutely did i i never would have pictured new zealand no but it sure was i would have thought it had to be in
0: the american South. yeah like i was so sure but they tricked me
1: uh, so the budget was only one
0: million okay do you know how much it made did it ever have a theater run or did it go straight it had to- a theater run. oh
1: well at least it had a theater run for like where i was where I, my theater i worked at oh
0: man <laughs> Ugh, five million
1: well add a one in front of that and you've almost got it. Fifteen point oh. one million. Okay. <laughs> so it made exactly like fifteen more millions than it uh put into it. So good nice. things. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was insane. I mean, I don't know. For being a wildly s- gory and sexual movie, people loved it, apparently. Yeah. I mean I am people. Um, And I only have, like, a few fun facts, kind of about, like, the makeup and everything. Um, Let's see. Okay, so, um, mostly it was just about the makeup that, um, oh, gosh, why can't I name Mia Goth. Makeup that Mia Goth had to go through. Mm -hmm. So, she said that she was in the makeup chair for, like, 10 hours. Oh, Jesus. Um, And then she would go from being in that makeup chair for 10 hours straight to, like, being on set for 12. Oh, my God. (laughs) yeah. So that's Buck Wild, um, and the person who did the makeup, uh, her name is Sarah Ribano. She's also done so District Nine, uh, Chappie. So like, seems like you know, I, oh, I can't remember the director for those two, but it seems like they've worked together because mm. she's done like a lot of his. X obviously, uh, Ghost in the Shell. <laughs>
0: oh my
1: God. Okay, but listen to this: Avatar, The Way of Water, Hair and Makeup Department um guns akimbo uh something called wild uh wildlife amazing spider-man 2 oh specifically it says green goblin and harry osborne which love that for her uh yeah uh, the hobbit an unexpected journey chronicles of narnia voyage of the dawn treader treader i don't know the main chronicles of narnia i know it very vaguely um there was one more that i was like no way guess what else she did prosthetics for
0: Legally blocked. No. (laughs) I have no idea. I'll
1: I'll give you a hint. We've covered it.
0: Oh. Yeah. Um, Hereditary? 30 days a night. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So I was like
1: going through the stuff and I was like, yeah, that was good. That was good. And then I got to 30 days a night and I went, that was fucking sick. Yeah. (laughs) So fucking good on you, Sarah Rubano. That was some good shit. I thought it was so cool. Um, And then I just had like some fun facts about the special effects on like some of the scenes. So this is specifically about RJ's death <laughs> where it was red washed. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah. Uh, so the effect of RJ's subsequent decapitation was accomplished using a dummy head of RJ with a stunt performer and a false floor. Ooh. So the stunt Ooh. performer lay on his back with his head and shoulders beneath the false floor Yeah, and concealed by a prosthetic upper body The performer then twitched his body during the filming of the scene, which would give the effect of like moving after death. So I thought that was sick as hell that they were just like, lay down, now put your head under the
0: floor. Uh uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Submerge, submerge. I was (laughs) like,
1: that's wild.
0: That's amazing. Oh,
1: God. They also had, I mean, for Wayne's death when he gets stabbed with the pitchfork, it's just a dummy of Wayne's upper body and head, basically, which I was like, yeah, that checks out. I wouldn't have stabbed him, you know? Mm Uh-uh. So those are my fun, those are my fun facts about the decapitation.
0: Do you want to know something really dumb about my childhood? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried
1: because I just said decapitation.
0: Yeah, it's actually about being you're having your eyes poked out. Oh no, that's okay. Equally bad. Huh? This is heartwarming, dumb, not scary. Dumb. Oh good, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so we were watching. You remember when I told you that I didn't really understand that cartoons weren't people dressed in elaborate costumes? <laughs> yes, we were watching Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> okay someone poked elmer fudd in the eyes okay. and uh, mom like made her like oh that's gotta hurt and i was like no mom they do this <sighs> stop <laughs> kate
1: is miming, putting her hands turning to the side and putting her fingers <laughs> behind her <laughs> like when you pretend to eat something. <laughs> i didn't know we had a special effects <laughs> genius on our hands
0: <laughs> wow Okay,
1: <laughs> I have to process that for a little bit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, mom, they're going like this. So when you did it, though, I went, it's not bad. Thank you. So I did my own Foley work, Pating. <laughs> oh my god, your own Foley work, your own special effects.
0: You're yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm.
1: I know I have to summarize this now, and I'm like, well, I don't wanna. He's
0: trying to throw you off your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: A very old woman, no longer in the prime of her life, sees some sexy people, and he drives her to murder. oh, oh. 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 <laughs> I didn't know what to call them because I was like technically they are like aspiring like in the, well they're described as porn stars, yeah, and I was like, that's okay to say. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just called them sex workers. It that's that's yeah. kind of what I was like. Yeah. yeah, but in the like description of like yeah the movie, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, inspiring porn
0: actress, and I'm like, I don't,
1: I don't know if I want to say that.
0: So, um, sexy people was my uh, compromise. Rotten Tomatoes has the answer for you of oh, what to thank call God, them. Yeah,
1: because whew, Mm-hmm. got scared. Thank you, Rotten Tomatoes.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> they say you're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I was channeling them. Yeah, you That's really why spoke there's... for them there. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated that. You were so scared. It's okay. I'll uh, do it. I almost said, they're welcome. <laughs> they're welcome. Oh, okay.
1: I'm not going to put any of the noises that Kate just made into the episode, <laughs> but I'm also not going to let her get away with it because Kate just said, <laughs> I'm going to shift a little and it's going to squeak. And then she consist- <laughs> just continued to make like a million sounds. We're back now, but just know that she what she did was was real evil. Continue. Sinful. Yeah.
0: Sinful. Sinful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll film what I did describing the word sheepish. Yeah. That has now made it to like a lot of friend groups. Like yes. a lot of friends now go sheepish. Yep. So I'm glad that's sticking. <laughs> so yeah, you're not free of sin. Please no. continue, reading the thing. Rotten
0: tomatoes, yeah. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. yep. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers... Oh, yes. Sorry. I could have said that. Yeah. You could have, but did you? Nope. Oh, sorry. A group of young filmmakers. They say it's okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. A group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in mm. rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives.
1: I like how they say they caught them in the act, right?
0: No, no. It's <laughs> not even
1: kind of. they were having a good time. Uh-huh. It wasn't
0: until they said no, I shan't mm-hmm. have sex with you. Yep. But whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's an entirely accurate synopsis, but, but... It, it, it
1: gets to the the bones of it. Not yeah, like the... the brittle bones the of bones. it. Yeah, like bird bones, hollow bird bones, hollow bird bones.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. What are you gonna talk about? My throat gurgled. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like your computer playing a video
0: no that's my throat
1: i hope you caught that that was incredible it <laughs> like you're a little person
0: <laughs> that's julia <laughs> you can't just name
1: her <laughs> that's julia i'm leaving this in this is incredible okay okay Yes. What did you cover in Nerd Corner? Because I had some theories. Yeah. My new thing is I love throwing out theories that I know are wrong. I want. But I get to hear excited them. about them. Yeah. One was like adult film industry mm-hmm. and like obviously how it's like changed mm-hmm. from like seventies to like now. Uh, I also thought about potentially doing like um the loss of youth and like mm. jealousy in film and stuff and how like that's interesting, but then I thought probably not those. And what did you actually do?
0: Well, as is my way, I had a hard time narrowing down ideas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear what you actually did and how close I wasn't.
0: <laughs> you were close on some of the things that I thought about doing. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So I thought for a while about doing a deep dive into juxtaposition and wipe transitions. Okay. Because of the way that they have those, like, yeah. constantly. I wondered if I could do, like, a really in-depth look at all the different horror films this film draws on for visual references. Yeah. I thought about doing ageism and the way that, like, disgust is yeah. played out and the way it's, like, harmful and, like, right. ageism. But then I was like, well, if we cover Pearl, then I want right. to be able to, like, keep then... that in my back pocket. Yeah. So, by the end, I knew what my topic had to be. <laughs> and it was depictions of sex work in horror.
1: Oh, so I was kind of... Very close. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. I was not prepared to take on the, like sex work industry in film for like four decades i was oh, like I, I can't do that
1: <laughs> yeah that's tough
0: <laughs> okay okay but that's a good idea i'm gonna keep that
1: i'm i'm excited about this one though because this is kind of what i thought we would talk mm-hmm. about because you're so, very close yeah yeah it was a pretty important part of the movie so
0: yeah i can't wait okay so a lot of reviews of x really focus on the way the film is like a vehicle of adoration for filmmaking itself hmm And it's like a movie about movies and the people behind them. There's also a hefty focus on a societal fear of aging, regret, lost dreams, etc. Right. But I'm saving that for a pearl. Yes. (laughs) So for this week, uh, we're going to start with a review of the classical era slasher formula. Mm -hmm. Look at subversions of that formula. Explore the range of types of sex work and then see how sex workers are treated in X. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we know from our journey into slasher formulas that the traditional slasher commonly punished women who engaged in sex. Right. You had sex, you have to die, obviously. Right. Uh, The core of the classic slasher. Classic slasher. I don't know why that's hard for me to say. It's
1: like a, we had like another thing last week Mm -hmm. that was
0: like a little tongue twister. Yeah.
1: And now this one. Classic slasher. Classic slasher. Classic slasher. (laughs) I have to say it like a
0: freak or else I can't get it out. There's no way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the core of the classic slasher is a transgression. Mm -hmm. From that synonym. (laughs) From that synonym. I'm doing doing really well here.
1: (laughs) This is a good one.
0: Um. From that sin, the punishment will follow, and the story blooms around that. Mm -hmm. You generally have a final girl versus a sexually frustrated killer bonus points if they wield a phallic weapon. There's more to the formula than that, but I want to focus more on the types of conflict than the other elements, because Mm -hmm. it's like shock and like this, and it's like, I want to focus on conflict. Uh, So in Halloween, Friday the 13th, more of the classics, the earliest victims are the ones that committed the sin of premarital sex. The final girl was most often chaste or pure this reinforced the unspoken rule that sex equals death.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Scream called that out and then subverted the hell out of it, which is one of the reasons it makes my top 10 list. Uh, explore each other's bodies. <laughs> I forgot to post that meme. I'm oh, going to do shit. the side by side. I forgot. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, we should make lists of our top 10. Oh, yeah, we should. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that. But Scream was the ultimate meta-horror film. One of the characters explains the rules of the horror film and calls out explicitly that if you have sex, you'll die. Only virgins can survive. Right. It is around this time that Sydney has sex with her boyfriend, and yet she lives. Good for her. In this <laughs> film, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she helped break the mold, girl power. We talked about self-aware horror films, mm-hmm. so it's nothing new for us, but when it's done well, it just like lights up my brain. Yeah. So that's one half of the foundation needed to really get into my Nerd Corner topic. Mm-hmm. What's the other half? Money. Well. We need to have a grasp on sex work as an industry. Mm -hmm. It is expansive and nuanced, and there's no way I can provide a summary (laughs) or characterize it as a whole. Right. But I can talk about the ways in which it has been misunderstood and stigmatized. So first up, I want to draw a clear distinction between sex work and sex trafficking. The only overlap here... Sorry, you got sad. (laughs) I keep doing this to you.
1: It wasn't that I got sad, it's that I (laughs) burned. be called out like this and then have to admit <laughs> i was also sad i just like leaned away to be like and you're like oh that's sad
0: and i was like yeah no i did i did yeah just like tears. also <laughs> yeah diane was trying to say something <laughs>
1: <laughs> how dare you name the person in my throat that person is arnie <laughs> that's just the name that like came to me
0: i love it yeah amazing okay so first up I want to draw a clear distinction between sex work and sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. The only overlap here is that sexual services are exchanged for money or goods. Yeah. But the issue of consent is hugely important. Sex trafficking is the movement or control of non-consenting parties. Sex work is a career that one voluntarily enters without pressure from someone controlling their finances or body. Uh, Sex trafficking, of course, happens, and it's awful. And it is separate from sex work itself. Yeah. So, like, a lot of folks will conflate the two when they talk about sex work. They'll be like, well, do you want our daughters to be sold across borders? And it's like, that's not what I'm talking that's about. That's not the same thing at all. <laughs> no. So, uh, whenever I'm using the term sex work, I'm only speaking on the career paths that are consented yes. to. Yes. Yeah. And following that thread, many folks will say, can anyone truly consent to sex work under capitalism? What if they're doing it because there's nothing else? And I would ask the same of literally any other career. Yeah. (laughs) Because we need to interrogate whether societal unease or derision of sex work is what we're concerned with instead of like working conditions. right? Or like, are we digging our nails into like purity culture and holding on for dear life? So that's like my soapbox around just in general, the way (laughs) that people try to moralize around sex work to like disparage it. Mm -hmm. And it's like... It's not because you're concerned about them. It's not because you no. want good work conditions. It's because you're just like trying to hold on to control over people's bodies in a certain way. <sighs> and also like sex work is not just like cis women, obviously. Right. <laughs> so I don't want it to become like, well, only cis women are. No. So soapbox aside, <laughs> sex work can be stripping, cam work, phone lines, acting in pornography, selling sex. And some folks will, folks will put sugaring in there. So like being a sugar baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not an exhaustive list. Yeah. I
1: said sugaring. And deep down, I think I knew what it was. Uh-huh. But I went, like, when they, they, like, dive into sugar or, like, cover themselves in sugar. I'm sure some of them have done and that. And then I went, that sounds great. i went <laughs> into it, but it just sounds, like, it'd be fun. It's sticky. Maybe not fun.
0: I feel like you, I don't know if you could really float in sugar. Well, like, I don't you mean might like, sink, dive, dive in to, oh, like, swim. Okay. I
1: mean, dive in and then come out and be,
0: like, I'm covered in sugar now. Oh. Like, I'm like sugar. (laughs) You know? That's not what sugaring is, though. It looked like you were going to, like, show of dominance, I'm the sugar now. I'm the sugar now. (laughs) Not an exhaustive list, but I wanted to make sure that at least some of the variety was covered so people understand that it's more than the oversimplified image of someone on a street corner. Right. There's also a very nuanced discussion or series of discussion, discussions, discussions. Discussions. (laughs) Appearance. (laughs) Appearance. (laughs) <laughs> there's also a very nuanced discussion or a series of discussions around mm-hmm. decriminalization versus legalization right and i cannot get into that because it is a deep deep rabbit hole yeah. and deserves dedicated time and attention to detail that i don't have time for in this right. specific nerd corner and there's also the very important fact that i am not a sex worker and in order to talk about like that sort of thing responsibly i would have to consume a lot of material from sex workers talking about decriminalization versus legalization. And I have not done that in the past decade. So I did a ton of research on it like a decade ago. Things have changed. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't have an opinion there because I don't have enough information. Anyway, broadly, (laughs) the consumption, production, or organization of sex work is criminalized across the globe. Mm -hmm. The exact combination of those three varies widely. Like in some places, it's legal to... Uh, produce but not consume in some places Mm -hmm. it's like legal to consume but not produce or like the distribution of it like it varies yeah but broadly there are restrictions on it in most countries yeah criminalization of sex work makes it riskier to do Mm -hmm. and that's not like oh you're taking a risk it's no like there are risks put upon these folks Mm -hmm. right because the law is not going to protect them So if your career is illegal, then it's unlikely that you'll be able to go to law enforcement if you're assaulted or robbed or anything remotely similar. It's too risky. Yeah. And if you're working on the streets, you also need to be able to move quickly so that you're not attracting the attention of authorities. So negotiation of condom usage or filling out situations to see if it passes the vibe check, those get rushed or skipped. Right. So that can be very dangerous from the perspective of like immediate bodily harm or like you can't negotiate condom usage because you have to get off the street quickly, so then potentially exposing yourself to illness. Yeah. So alongside the legal precarity, there's also a societal devaluation of sex workers. Mm -hmm. There's the trope disposable sex worker because they're dehumanized so thoroughly by society. When someone is not seen as valued or valuable at all, Mm -hmm. they're not recognized as worthy of protection or mourning. Yeah. And I feel like there are several aspects of this. (laughs) There's like this death grip on chastity and also not – actually recognizing all of the skill that goes into it yeah and society has like this weird view of skilled versus unskilled labor and first of all unskilled or low skilled phrasing is used to justify not paying living wages there Ugh. is no unskilled or low skilled workers there are undervalued workers in jobs where they're leveraging skills that people don't recognize or acknowledge as valuable i have a lot of soap it's boxes intense today one yeah um, <laughs> i went on a at one point in my notes to myself i was like uh, digression who <laughs> Because I just keep getting (laughs) on one. But like working in food service, you need to have excellent time management, the ability to multitask, the knowledge of niche machines and appliances, and so much more. That's not even getting into the customer service side of it all. So folks in sex work do their own marketing, website design, accounting, sales, and more. So Mm -hmm. the TLDR of all that is unskilled my ass. Right. (sighs) When someone is seen as disposable in society, they often show up that way in films. They're the folks that are getting killed early on to provide background on the killer's method or origin mm-hmm. story. They're not fleshed out and nuanced characters that may get some backstory of their own before they kick it. They're just fodder for the story. Right. They're the person that's killed early on so that you can see the danger looming for the chased one. Yes. That's the reciprocal, or there's a reciprocal relationship from media and society that can be both great and horrific. We create stories that reflect some facet of our reality, and that is shown to us and becomes part of our understanding of the world. Mm -hmm. So whether intentional or not, conscious or not, we're collecting information about the world from media we consume. So does that information reinforce negative stereotypes and make them harder to root out? Mm -hmm. Or does it subvert those stereotypes and make us question our unexamined beliefs? Mm -hmm. I think X invites us to do the latter. Yeah. Yes, it's a slasher.
1: Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: And the folks that die are primarily sex workers. But all of them have screen time dedicated to their strengths, their motivations, their challenges. Mm -hmm. They get to be nuanced. And when they're killed, it's not one of those pointless, like, sucks to be in the wrong place at the wrong time with someone who is arbitrarily killing people. Instead, it makes us look at how they're already set up to be at risk by criminalization, prejudice, Mm -hmm. socioeconomic status, etc. And because this is a very recent film, I didn't find a ton of articles specifically about this aspect of X. But I did find a lot of interviews with the writer of Cam,
1: Ah, yeah. yeah. The 2018
0: horror film with a cam girl at the center of it all. And there were some incredible quotes about her intent in Mm -hmm. creating a genre film about her experiences being a cam girl. So this is an interview with Paper Magazine, and she was asked why she wanted to do a horror film about her experiences. Mm -hmm. So, quote. Yeah. The idea, first and foremost, was to tell a story where an audience would empathize with a sex worker. That was before I knew that I wanted it to be a genre film. So originally, I thought maybe about doing a documentary but ultimately what I love about horror is that it's a place where we can talk about subversive topics it's a place where we can explore other ideas and it's also a genre that people love so I thought it would be the perfect medium because when you're in a thriller or a horror you're so immersed in the thrill of it that sometimes you aren't immediately thinking about the politics behind it so I think that by getting an audience inside Alice's head and having them root for Alice they're empathizing with a sex worker in a way that's actually pretty subversive
1: hmm. and I was it. like yes
0: <laughs> that's, I think I alarmed you with my exuberance just now <laughs> But when you have an entire industry that has been devalued with the workers dehumanized and viewed as disposable, invoking empathy is a way of reframing and pushing us to consider it deeper. Like, Mm -hmm. refresh your page and try again now that you recognize this person has a complex uh, system of wants and fears and life experiences. (laughs) So every character in this film that would usually just be a cardboard cutout representation instead brings charm, humor, kindness, and dimension to their characters. Right. Right. The trope used throughout the movie also emphasizes the humanity of each character, and we can def get into that in more detail. But I wanted to set that foundation yeah. of the way that historically sex workers have been just cannon fodder right. in horror films. It's like a trope we've had many times. Yes, like a bummer. Like even in uh, *It Follows*. Yeah, and it, it in *It Follows*, I don't think it. I, don't, I could talk about the use of that, right. and, like, it was not meant to be, like, a positive thing, obviously, but right. it was also, like, the, I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, that was not very um, cohesive as a thought, but <laughs> um, I wanted to look at the way that the, like, sex equals death was – subverted via Mm -hmm. horror, and then sex work can be reframed, and you can, like, invite someone in to empathize and then not even realize, like, that's what's happening and how subversive that can operate. And that's something that I love about X. It
1: it was great in that that way.
0: Yes. So that's society. yeah.
1: (laughs) I actually had that in my notes. So Well, not the exact thing, obviously, but similar things where I was like, oh, yeah, it's so funny that this is a classic slasher that's like... I don't know, taking, like paying homage to all these slashers, but at the same time being like, but also mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> sex doesn't equal death yep. anymore. Nope. Yep. Uh, so it was great. I uh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's why I was pretty excited to do it, because I knew that it was either going to be something that we really, really liked because of this, yeah, or it would be something that we'd be like, we need to talk about this.
0: Yeah. But I was suspecting it'd be pretty good. Yeah so it was your choice and i was like i'm excited and then i finished it and i texted you immediately like holy fucking shit i was
1: so nervous because i suggested it because i kept getting ads for pearl and i was like i want to watch that yeah. but i specifically was like i know i gotta watch x first and i was like what if i just suggested it so that way i have no excuse i gotta watch it. nice but i was so nervous because i was like kate could hate this because mm-hmm. i knew that it was like inspired by texas chainsaw i was like well, she hates that one mm-hmm. and i was like this could go so poorly it's good. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> I'm so glad that yeah. this worked out. Um, I'm excited to talk about it, too, because I had a lot of notes. I just thought it was so cool. And the fact that it it's 24 hours, yep. like it, that baffled me. Yeah. I kept expecting the way that they were talking in the beginning about, like, going to make this movie, and we've got all these people. Here's the script. Here's this. I was like, oh, man, they're going to be filming for so long. We're probably going to get, like, a pretty like lengthy thing out of this like it's gonna be over a week or something Mm -hmm. and it was 24 hours and i'm like how bad things can go to
0: shit oh yeah which i love movies that just go from
1: zero to 60 and you're like fuck it's like (laughs) this is how
0: quickly things can fall apart and that's scary
1: it's so scary so i loved that once it when it got did the flashback or whatever and then it was like 24 hours before i was like
0: 24 hours (laughs) like fuck we gotta hurry (laughs) i was like holy shit yeah (laughs)
1: I truly, I love that they started with the, be- like, the end. hmm And I said that in my notes. I'll get to them so that way I can actually read them. But one of my first notes was, like, I love a movie that starts at the end. Yep. Because it's just fun to be like, how'd you get there?
0: It's a really cool framing technique. Yeah. And, like, just narrative framing. And it's
1: not new. No. People do it all the time. Yeah. But it just, it always gets me. It's always fun. It. Just because it's just so weird to be like, how did they go from this to this? How in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. And you don't know whose bodies are being found they in the opening even, scene. Yeah, they don't show anything. So and... you're wondering, like, as you go, it's like, oh, I wonder if RJ is the one under. No. Okay. Right. Well, this. And then you're, you're trying to figure out as you're watching, mm-hmm. who's going to end up there? <laughs> right.
1: And, oh, it was just great. I mean, and it just really goes from zero to 60. And it's so cool. Um, oh, uh-oh all my notes are just backward what oh my notes are out of order <laughs> oh no that's okay we'll get to it but um I will say, one of my favorite things that this movie did that we have not had, I don't think, in any other one, are those quick flashes.
0: Yeah. Oh, that
1: was neat. So cool. Because it would happen once, and I'd be like, oh, cool. And then it would keep going, and
0: mm-hmm. I'd be like, "What?" and I couldn't keep up. Yeah, one of the ones that I loved the most was when it has the televangelist and then the cattle, and I was like, oh, like, your flock, but then also, like, that's to the slaughter. was my favorite, because yeah. it,
1: was also, it was the same, where it's like, you're watching this guy talk, and he's convincing all these people of his ideas and, like, what he believes. And then you see the cow on the road, and it's like, oh, sometimes following someone blindly is Mm -hmm. not the best thing. Yep. And it was, like, one of those things where this movie benefits from, like, the heavy-handed, like, um, themes that it's trying to get to you. In some movies, you're like, I get it. Like, they're hitting you over the head with it. And this one, they're, like, kind of hitting you over the head, but in a way that's so
0: fun that you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, nice. And then they kind (laughs) of like lampshade it or call it out when she's like divine intervention (laughs) yes
1: it was just so fun because like immediately i understood the connection but because they flash back so many times i'm like okay cool
0: yeah it's like
1: that What is? i don't know if it's like an actual theory or whatever but it's like that thing when people describe jokes where it's like first time funny second time like you hate it third time it's kind of funny and then once it's overdone to the uh-huh. point of hilarious you're like I'm back on board yep it was like that mm-hmm. where like I get it okay I get it should I get it it's great yep yep <laughs> yep and that's how I felt when they kept doing those flashes they were so cool um that was the first thing I noticed that was different sorry I had a burp again it, Arnie? is that what I called him? Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> fuck I don't know sorry Arnie <laughs> Um, so I thought that was great. Um, another thing that they did that I love is like wide shots. Yeah. I love like really big wide shots, especially when you have so much empty space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it works both ways though. We've had ones where they do wide shots and it's so busy, but you like love it. uh, When they did, um, I think it was hereditary where it felt busy, Mm -hmm. but I knew what to focus on because of colors or lighting or whatever. Um, but this was the opposite where it was like, there weren't any like wild colors or things until like later, which we'll get to my favorite shot ever. Ah. Um, but because it was just that, like when she's leaving the, the bar or wherever she works in the very beginning, yeah, the strip club, the strip club, when she's Mm -hmm. leaving and it's just nothing there, just the building and she's walking out and it's basically like her almost like it looks just like her on the thing. I loved it. I was, like, nice. Like, (laughs) I have no other, I don't know, creative thing to say about it, except that it's an aesthetic that I just enjoy.
0: Yeah, they have a moment where they're, like, walking across a field, Mm -hmm. and you, first of all, get the setup of the field. And if you have to divide the screen, like, vertically into proportions, like, the bottom third max Mm -hmm. is, like the ground with like trees and then the top two-thirds is like sky yeah and then humans teeny tiny in the bottom third and it's like okay look look how fucking big the sky is and (sighs) uh, they use
1: it in such cool ways i think the one thing that got me and i don't even know if it's intentional but they had so many wide shots where it would be like empty except for the person or the subject that you're supposed to look at but then they go to like that swampy area and it's so busy and overgrown and there's so much happening that I felt claustrophobic. Yes. It's like they they lulled me into this security of like, I know what to focus on. I know what's on the screen. And then the minute there's too much, mm-hmm. I start to like get lost and I, I don't know where things are going to be.
0: And it's like you can almost feel the humidity and the stickiness yes. because it is suddenly like a very claustrophobic yes. like frame yeah. when it used to be wide open. So it's like they
1: they use that to their advantage to be like, look what it could be and now like I don't know it forces you into this box that you can't get out of and it was so cool and they did such a good job because they show her in that lake with the alligator which we'll talk about it's so fucking good and it's so good and um it's huge yeah it's like there's nothing there but her and this tiny alligator and it's so small but then the minute they're back there with um The other girl, Bobby Lynn. It feels so claustrophobic, like Mm -hmm. it's like she has nowhere to go. There's nowhere Mm -hmm. to escape. Whereas Mm -hmm. before, Maxine had all the room in the world. Yeah. So good. (laughs) This movie had such good shots. Ty West, how did you write this, direct this, and edit this? I don't. You wild? Yeah. Um. When I read that, I was like, "You
0: edited this too? Holy fuck! I don't ever
1: mention the editors in my notes, and I've started to think maybe I should, just Mm. because." I don't want people to think I don't appreciate the editing because obviously I, I fucking do. So maybe I'll start putting it in, but yeah. the editing is so good, and like I feel like sometimes it goes under the radar to have really good editors. Yeah. I mean, you put things in a weird order, or you just do it funky. It looks like shit, and this one doesn't. Mm-mm. This one's so good. Um. Okay, now I could see if maybe my notes actually have something good to say.
0: When you said my notes are backwards, all I could picture was that the letters themselves, like, everything was, like, mirrored, and I was like, how did that happen? And, and then you said they're out of order, and I was like, that makes more sense.
1: I, <laughs> my notes are just so weird and out of order, and I was like, I guess I'll just have to go with my gut here. <laughs> Some of them are pretty funny, though. When <laughs> I read them, and I was like, oh, I guess I did write that. Um. So not only are the shots really good and they, they they scare you with like the claustrophobicness of like all of a sudden changing what we've been used to, but then also the characterization of everybody, Mm. characterization of everybody is so interesting because like they kind of pointed out, like I said, they, they rub it in your face, but in a way that I appreciate, Mm -hmm. like when they're, we talk about sex workers and stuff. I feel like one of the biggest questions that people will get is like, how can you date someone who's a sex worker and they have sex with someone else, blah, blah. And right in your face in the movie, she asks that question that I feel like people get all the time. And instead of it being like, she's in the right, which is what we're so used to Mm -hmm. is her being this like holier than thou. I'm on a pedestal. I'm better than you because I love one person kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. They subvert it. And they're like, no, no, no. Like (laughs) I can love this person just as much and it doesn't matter. And yeah, We already talked about it, I know. But it was just so good. They, like, really drive it home. But yeah, it's just good stuff. Um, But every character had their own thing. Like, with um, Jackson, is that his name? Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. Um, With him being, he's this, like, you know, classic guy's guy, I feel like. He's sexy and everyone's, like, super into him. But he's also a Marine. And that's such a big part of his character is that he knows he's tough. And he'll go out of his way to help people even though he's very unsure of them Mm -hmm. he like immediately is like talking to that old man and he's very aware that this is probably a racist man this is probably someone he shouldn't trust but the minute that man comes over and says like my wife is missing he goes let me go get dressed and i'll be out there yep that's they just made him such a good character he is lovable from the very start even though he is this you know sexy sex worker but it's we already talked about i know
0: no That's like so good like <laughs> and the relationship between all the characters like him and bobby lynn yeah uh i think Lorena's is like is that your boyfriend she's like hmm, sometimes yeah i know i love that because she was like oh do
1: you work on a lot of movies she's like sometimes <laughs> she just says it right back to her and i was like hey, hey yeah and i love that he calls her like church mouse yeah and it's not even like in a, a derogatory mean way he's just like you're you know you're different than we are in this way and like just gives her this little nickname and she doesn't even like mind it or say anything about it. So it's just kind of cute. It comes yeah. from him and it almost feels not father daughter, but like a uh, mm, uncle, uncle, not okay. creepy uncle, <laughs> not creepy uncle. No, like it just had a vibe of like, I can say this because like, you know, deep down I care about you kind of yeah. thing. And I think that's just something we don't get from movies that are so sexualized. Yeah. Like a lot of times you don't get like caring people. You don't get I don't know, they just make them,
0: I don't know. Yeah, so often there's, like, this false dichotomy or, like, false choice that we're made to make where it's, like, you can either have, like, caring or you can have, like, sex. Right. And they're like, no, 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 you don't have to make us choose. We can be, like, sex positive, we can be sex workers, and then we can also have, like, a close dynamic with folks and care about them and be, like, part of a community. I don't know, I... It was just great to watch
1: these people be some of the sweetest people that, like, you've ever seen in a horror movie... And also they are sex workers yep. and it did not take away or or diminish any of their other characteristics. No. Even when it's like called out by the other girl. I can't mm-hmm. remember her name right now. Lorraine. Lorraine. Um, even she starts to be like, oh, I see. Like she spends time with these people for s- so many days, whatever, and slowly realizes like, well, these are very sweet people yeah and the only person who ends up being an ass is the her boyfriend the filmmaker fucking rj <laughs> fucking rj which is so funny because he's the one that starts off being like when would you get to be such a prude Blah 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 like i'm gonna make a film that's so beautiful it doesn't matter that it's you know an adult film but then the minute she wants to experience that too he's like mm-hmm.
0: what and he just like short circuits and he like oh he loses it yeah and he has his moment later where he's like crying in the shower Mm -hmm. and it's like okay one let men cry let boys cry i actually loved that i was like but yeah two they don't get to cry when it's because they just lost control over their partner i
1: was having such a conflict like conflicted moment because i was like oh nice male emotions this is something like or you know presenting male is that we don't all often get that from masculine figures in film because they're like they can't cry So when he was, like, crying in the shower, I was like, "Oh!" But
0: then I went, but also, Mm -mm. (laughs) fuck you. Nope. He's crying because he no longer has control over someone that he thought he had control over.
1: (gasps) It's his party, and, like, he can cry if he wants to, but for the right reasons.
0: For the right reasons. So, yeah.
1: But that was so interesting because everything is fine with him until it's not on his terms. And I just thought that was so interesting to watch her switch, the character that you kind of
0: least expect it from. Ah, uh, that's great. And he was fine, like, dragging her along without telling her that it was going to be a pornography shoot. Yep. And she's like, I didn't know, like, right. whatever. But then once... All of a sudden... Yep.
1: What, what also I... Uh, what also I love? What <laughs> to blame Mrs. <laughs> what I also love is that they're doing all this and they're showing us these characters and, like, showing us that they can all be caring. But they're also subtly showing us that Maxine is this, like, star. Like, she is... the X one factor that, Yeah, the X-Factor. And... I think that they're able to get that across without taking away from anything else, which is great. Because, like, Lorraine sees her and is like, wow, like, I really get it. But the fact that they made it her that does it, I think is cool that they can get those two plots going at, like, the same time. Because same with uh, Pearl. Yeah. Pearl sees her and is like, oh, shit, that used to be me. Yeah, like, I know? had that X factor. <laughs> right. And it's 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 cool that they were able to still keep everyone else's character and make her sort of the focus without taking away anything
0: yep yeah i there was like a few periods of time where i was like who's the main character yeah (laughs) and i was like it's okay if like you don't identify who right right. what are you (laughs) laughing about
1: no because i thought the same thing like it's funny that you're like who who am i supposed to focus on but you just get those subtle moments
0: you Mm -hmm. know i i thought it was cool (laughs) One of my, this is just kind of tangentially related, but one of my favorite moments is when Maxine, so Pearl sneaks into Maxine's bed, yes, it assaults her right. while she's sleeping, uh, and Maxine wakes up, and Pearl mm-hmm. is like right in front of her, and right. she just screams bloody murder, and Bobby Lynn jumps up and runs toward the screaming immediately, yes. like no question.
1: Uh, and it's so great, because Bobby Lynn is that character that you would assume is that ditzy blonde, blah, 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 but she's... Great, and I think it's yeah. so funny that that is what sort of is her downfall, is that she's, like, blonde,
0: but it <laughs> she wanted to be a nurse, and then yes. she was like, yeah, it wasn't really, like, she was like, I thought about being a nurse, and, right. like, she goes out onto a dock in the middle of the night and gets so an a woman old woman. she
1: knows that just assaulted her friend. Yeah. But she's giving her the benefit of the doubt and being like, sometimes when you're old, like, I know these yep. things can happen. And then when she pushes her into the water and the gator gets her, she says, like, you know, I hate blondes. And it's so funny because we know as the audience that, yeah, she's a blonde, whatever. But she has all of these great characteristics. But Pearl killing her for the one thing she knows. Yep. So it's like Pearl is like a surrogate for all of these like past prejudice that people have on these characters. Not only that, obviously, we'll get to it. But like in a way. Yeah. And it's so funny. Because like same thing with the the guy. I mean, she Uh, kills him, RJ, because she's like, he wouldn't have sex with me. But then everyone else is a whore or a slut. Yep. Because they are having sex,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so <laughs> she's in a very interesting character. Yeah, they all are. We've already talked about it. I think the star of this is the the characters mm-hmm. and the like getting rid of those ideas that we had in those old slashers. While it still feels like one of the old ones. Oh, I'm sorry, I keep burping. Kate, okay, I'm having a time. <laughs> Arnie I had half a beard. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, now my notes might be hopefully where I am. So now we're into the parts that I just think are cool. The blood covering the
0: headlight. Yeah, I knew you'd love that. You
1: did, right? I was like, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, I'm on board. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, It's so great. But I love it... It it's got the, we've already deemed it now, the descent factor. That's what I'm yes. calling it. Yes. It's
0: got a reason. It's yeah. so Intentional good. Intentional lighting was justified. Yeah.
1: And they do that a lot in this with like headlights or lights coming from like the barn or the house and it just feels so good and it mm-hmm. felt really natural. Yeah. It didn't feel like Technicolor or anything like that. It just felt good. Like it mm-hmm. felt like a summer day, which is horrible because they're all being murdered so you're like what a lovely day and then you're like oh (laughs) god but it does it made me want to be outside and be having a good time when she's drinking the tea when she chugs that tea i was like i I laughed so hard because she's like i want to get the fuck out of here yep Yep.
0: (laughs) because i really thought she was gonna do the thing of pretending to sip and then she just (laughs) fucking chugs it
1: she was like i just gotta get out of (laughs) here That's survival, you know. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. I support her. Uh, so that's fucking great. I, I, <laughs> the headlight. Oh, the lighting is so fucking good. And then I said all the parallels to Pearl's life are also very interesting. So it's like feeling for a character, but she's also like, what is wrong with this movie? Like she is evil. I did read that that was obviously the point. Yeah. It's like they wanted a character that you could sympathize with while also being absolutely terrified of. Yeah. Um. And it's like she hates these characters for all these things that you're used to hating characters in movies for. But really, it's just because she can't have it anymore. Love it. Yep. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, Watching her try to relive her days of fame is just so spooky. It's all she sees and nothing else matters. Like, Mm -mm. it does not matter. Which, if you've seen the trailers for like Pearl, that really comes across. Yeah. She just like, fame is everything to her. And I love that that is going to carry through. Um, uh, when you see the way that Maxine wants to be famous and it's like Pearl, you can tell that they are alike, which I think is great that they play, play by the same person. Mm -hmm. Um, because it really is like, you're seeing Maxine's potential future if she's blinded by all of this, just like Pearl was
0: one of my theories while watching this was that there was time fuckery and that (laughs) Pearl was Maxine (laughs) I actually thought
1: that briefly but then I am lucky I have seen the trailer for Pearl so I I do know what is going on there so I was like oh shit I think it's just a really cool thing that they did to be like these are very similar people I now know
0: it's not time fuckery I now know that it's Pearl seeing herself reflected in Maxine and Maxine has what she doesn't anymore which is youth and And beauty And it's like you're watching a a,
1: a cycle just continue because, like, that's all Maxine wants. Yeah. Excuse me. (laughs) And she's, you know, not worried about anything when she leaves. The the divine fucking intervention. God, I fucking love that. Oh, that was so good. Also, everyone had really shiny hair.
0: Yeah. Everyone had beautiful hair in this. She gets out of the fucking pond and her hair is not scummy as all get out. It's It's just pretty.
1: You look great. And then that look. Overalls with nothing underneath. (laughs) Yeah. Goodness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, uh, Pearl is something that's really, really great. It looks amazing. And apparently she has a monologue at the end that is so incredible. People are pissed that it wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Oh. Because the Oscars hate horror films. Yeah, they do. Um, So I'm looking forward to that, to seeing it. Um, And then RJ. This is where I start to love RJ. (laughs) I already
0: did. RJ is... The boyfriend that mm-hmm. is, like, really shitty to Lorraine. Oh, I'm sorry. Gross.
1: Not RJ. I was like, boyfriend to to uh, Maxine. Wayne. 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 I Thank you. You said sorry, you loved RJ. RJ, and I was like... No, fuck you, RJ. We don't love RJ. <laughs> this is where I start to love Wayne. Yes. I already loved him mm-hmm. with the church mouse and this and that. He has vibes of just someone who cares, and I just think that's sweet. I yeah. think his, his characteristic is so interesting to watch, because you want... You, you you're you picturing such a scummy like we're gonna make an adult film and you're like oh what a scummy man and then he's just so sweet when he's talking to rj outside he's like this is her decision no one put her up to this and you just have to accept it yeah if she wants to do it she's gonna do it yeah and i was like hell yeah wait
0: yeah and, and then I, when yeah. she's like oh i shouldn't have done this she's like you didn't do anything wrong he's like oh i thank love you. that when he was like uh-uh you do not apologize I was no like, good thank you wayne in your tidy whiteies
1: you, at night. Wade. And that's where I, that's where it comes in. The true love for Wade, okay? I said mad respect to this man uh-huh. for saying, I don't need pits. I don't need pits. <laughs> that's not
0: what I wrote, but it is what I said.
1: <laughs> I don't need pants. Ticks be damned. I don't fear Lyme disease. This man truly was like, I'm going to walk in the high grass and feel nothing. And feel nothing. So I already was like, wow incredible we love him and then i said oh no pantsless man is about to wish he at least
0: had shoes yeah <laughs> do you want to know the moment that i knew i loved him already? <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> it's right after the scene the first sex scene mm-hmm. where it's bobby lynn and jackson Hole. <laughs> He goes out to the hallway, and it's him and RJ, and they're both like so yes. excited. He's like, "I'm so excited! Feel how hard my cock is!" And then he just <laughs> does, and he's like, "Yeah!" You and I see them like silhouetted, and like RJ has his hand like cupping his. It is so good.
1: The shots in this movie are incredible because half the time they're beautiful, but I'm also like, "What is what what ha- what is happening?" Is just so fucking funny. Yes, like <laughs> I'm so funny. feel how hard my cock is, and he's just like, "All right, I will." And it was like, "Tup." <laughs> already a fan but then when he was like that girl's in trouble i don't need pants i'm going out yes
0: i'm gonna find him
1: yep i'll do anything for you church mouse (laughs) and then i said never walk in a barn without shoes no that's just common sense my man oh god and then i wrote this can't be good no and then i wrote igor please don't (laughs) Uh i don't the nail on the foot i'm like okay that's survivable man you're good I've stepped on a nail. I,
0: we, we've all been. Yeah. I've stepped on the security tags yes. when it opened up and I had, I've Ooh. done it twice. And I looked at my foot and I said, I have to pull this out before I think about it. <laughs> you, you really just had to
1: be like, yeah. and he did. He was just like, yeah. ah, I'm hurt. And then it got to the eyes. He was like, had his eyes. And I'm like
0: two holes. And I just was-
1: for eyes. Never mm-hmm. good.
0: No, I was like, you are going to lose your eyes. Yes. So you're going to get poked in the eyes. And oh. if you see something that looks perfectly like eye holes, it's not. No. Don't look through them. It's poke holes. Just poke holes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> eye holes are poke holes. <laughs> so we did it and I went, okay. And then I said, less horrible than I anticipated. And then it came back
0: and did more and I went, okay. <laughs> I had the same reaction.
1: I was <laughs> like, like, it happened so quick. Yeah. Pearl stabs him with a pitchfork through those holes in his yep. eyes. Sorry, everybody. Um, I wrote squick. You'd be proud of me. I, I knew the yeah. word. Yeah. Um, I wrote, so
0: that was already not as bad, but then
1: like it gets worse when she like pulls it out and the eyes are on there and you're like, Oh <gasps> yeah.
0: yeah. There's some eye juice oh. happening.
1: And then, Oh, I don't even know what girl I'm talking about, but I said, Oh dang, this girl is so dead.
0: What girl? Oh, oh. Lorraine. Yeah. When yeah. she's running out the house and then she just gets blown away. <gasps> and I saw that happen. Okay. Have you seen, um, Ready or not? Yes. Okay. You know the scene where the sister takes off running and then hits the wire and just gets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I knew something like that was going to happen. Oh, I did too. But it still got me. Still got me.
1: Because I just and then when they drag her back in and you can because at first I was like, wow, thank you guys for for not showing me that one. And
0: then they drag her in and they were like, you thought half her face is missing oh, and then she, she looks gurgles blood up.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: that's what gives them the. Right yeah. Uh, we'll
1: get there. <laughs> um, the Igor was gross. I said you know, less horrible. Dang, this girl's dead. Um. The descending shadow with a pitchfork though, when she comes back in, is one of my so favorite shots good. because it is this frail old woman and it's like, oh, how can you be scared of her? Uh-huh. But then she comes in and it's this looming shadow. She looks like a fucking devil with like the pitchfork. Yeah. And then she comes in, and she gives him the tiniest She pokes stab. him like a potato. She's like, eh. And then she okay.
0: goes, nice. Like, <laughs> I had <laughs> so proud herself the same moment because i was like that's how you stab a potato before putting it yeah. in the microwave like
1: that's how little she cares
0: yeah she knows he's dead but yeah. she's
1: like why not just one more and it's the littlest
0: poke and it's also so
1: far away it reminded me and this is gonna sound wild reminded me of the cock shot because oh it's yeah funny as hell yeah but also it's like is so well done so it's like i'm appreciating this but also it's fucking funny yes and also terrifying you know yeah and grim I love that grim as shit funny as fuck yes yeah. and then when she's being when she's locked in the basement she's trying to get out I was like girl just stay down there uh-huh. it is better down there
0: yep Oh. I said <laughs> and then
1: <laughs> when Jackson Hole opens the door and his dick is just hanging I said pantsless man the sequel even less pants <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then my next note is just the penis <laughs> I had similar notes. Oh, my God. And that... Hold on. uh, I said, Jackson offers assistance with his dick hanging in silhouette. (laughs) And then I had dangling dicks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was like... In my head, this was a character. Because they have talked about it since the beginning. They were just Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, he's a big dick. Like, whoa, that's what he's known for, you know? And and then you're like, I'm never going to see it. Because that is another thing that movies do not do. They do not show male Full nudity, nudity like yeah they had less like I feel like I saw less tits than I did like a dick you know yeah. so
0: yeah he... the tit to dick ratio was more yeah. balanced than it usually is
1: and so when they zoom out and it's so fucking long and the old man is like oh <laughs> <laughs> I he's like I have a gun but you have that <laughs> oh I thought that was so funny because he keeps saying like I can't have sex my heart can't take it and he's got this phallic item that like yeah. It's like, I can't have sex, but I have this. And then Jackson walks out, and it is... <laughs> I was more scared of that dick than it was the shotgun. Yeah. Oh, But yeah, I said the penis. And then I said, this moment with Maxine and Pearl in the bed reminds me so much of the gator moment in the lake. Yeah. Because it's like she gets away, obviously. If anyone hasn't seen it, obviously Maxine swims in a lake and then she gets out just in time to be like not bit by it. She doesn't know?
0: know the gator's there and She the entire know. time. She never knows that she got away from a gator. Right.
1: And that's exactly how I felt with this because she's in bed and like Pearl is touching her and like we've seen Pearl murder multiple people now so we know she's dangerous. Yeah. But Maxine, once again, is kind of oblivious to the danger she's in. But unlike the gator, she does realize it but she still doesn't realize how dangerous like she screams at her and runs away for all we know pearl could have had a knife and killed her right then and there yeah we don't realize that she like loves her like (laughs) it's just so the cool like moments that are so similar was just great um yeah i thought that was awesome i do want to talk about the music but i'm waiting because i liked it so much um You Hate to see such a good person being murdered just because they were kind, which is how I love Jackson and and Bobby Lynn. Just uh, it it hurts so much because they're so sweet and so fast. I mean, there was no buildup to it.
0: And with Jackson, there were like it was just a masterful use of like building tension and like finding humor through expectation being averted because like you think. That when he, like, does this, he'll get killed. You think that when he goes after what is obviously, well, to us, obviously, a trap where, like, Howard threw the light in the reeds, basically. And so Jackson goes in and starts, like, thrashing in the water, trying to find. You're picturing, like, a gator at that point. Yeah. Or him or anything. Because, like, I I didn't grow up in Florida. I don't know about gators. (laughs) But to me, it's, like, if you are splashing around, that will attract a gator's attention. Yeah, 100%. And so it's like, oh, he is trying desperately to help someone that he thinks is in danger. He could be attracting this gator. You are made to think this entire time a gator is going to get him. Right. And at the end, the gator did not get him. Oh, and it happens so quick. So He's just quick. like, are well, you do an old timer? Boom, gone. Yeah. There's no time to be like, there's no quip.
1: There's no nothing. He just shoots him. He's like, and yeah. It, and then just. It hurts. Like, it hurts. It was like, yeah. Jackson was such a good character. Mm-hmm. They all are. I, yeah. Ugh. And I, yeah, I said, it's like the opposite of the, I, so I said, it's like the opposite of the having sex makes them evil and therefore must die trope. These people love sex and drugs, blah, blah, blah. But they're also so helpful and kind. Yeah. You can feel it immediately. Yeah. And just like that quote from like the, the movie Cam, I was like, they don't even, they're doing it so subtly and like they're sprinkling their amazing characters yeah. throughout this movie that you start to love them. Whether... However you feel about sex work, whatever. Yeah. They tricked you. They made you love them. So. Yeah. And I love that. And then I said, oh, God, the hand gore.
0: Oh. <laughs> I ate yeah. it at. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it.
1: And still, I was like, ooh. Uh, when we can watch a movie that has this much gore and I still love it. Yeah. I'd say that's a pretty good, because I don't like, it's not that it grosses yeah. me out. It's just that I find it unnecessary a lot Let of us pray.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: God. I still love that movie. Yeah. <sighs>
0: There are three movies that are, like, in my top ten, yes. which is shocking to me because I'm also not a huge fan of, I like, just, gore. Yeah. The Descent, Let Us Pray, and this. Yes,
1: because they they are so good with or without that that yeah. I, I don't care. It, it's necessary, I feel like, and also it's, it's justified in all three of those. Yes. In some, it's just, like, you're doing it just because you can. Yeah. This one, I was like, fuck yeah. And it's supposed to be, like, those old slashers, so I was like, yeah. I get it, you're paying homage. Um, I said oh yes the gator he finally got his meal yeah. I don't think I don't think his heart can take it when they were like let's have sex I was like
0: bold I put up my notes fuck me even if it kills you <laughs> priority cause that's what she
1: says basically yes. she's like I don't give a shit your heart can take it and if it yeah. can't well darn but oh, and I love it she wants sex so bad throughout this whole film but then half the time she's killing these people she's like what a slut what a skank what a whore and you're like mm-hmm. Pearl,
0: what are you doing? Yep. It's the
1: it's the sexy kettle calling the sexy pot black or whatever yeah. that saying is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sexy pot kettle kettle yeah. black. You know. Yeah. Um, and then one of my other favorite shots. My last note. I'm sorry I've rambled. Um, the shot with the TV with the evangelist talking. Oh. Maxine's against the wall. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that that's her
0: dad, and you're yeah. like,
1: oh, that's fucking good. Like. <laughs>
0: that moment where everything like stops because like she's had her mantra since like the beginning like I will not accept a life I do not deserve whatever and then he says and you're like you're like hold on a second and then you're like oh is she like a fan I was like did she grow up watching this and like she got out and then it's like oh that was my dad (gasps) and I think that is another cool trope because not
1: trope but thing that you see often in movies is like they turned to sex work because they had no choice. And then in this, the dad is like, they took her away. They lured her away. She chose this. Yeah. She wants to be here. She's very happy. And this is the life yeah. she wants. And she's fighting for it. And I think that's so cool that yeah. she's, like, fighting for this life that she deserves. Yep. And she wants it. And he's mm-hmm. like, they lured her. No. She's no. fucking happy as hell. Oh. And then, yeah, when she kills Pearl and you're like... The cycle continues with you, Maxine. Yep. <laughs> I cannot wait to see Pearl in the third one. Yeah. Because I feel like the third one is going to be like Maxine being like,
0: uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so God.
1: This movie had great characters. Yeah. That was it. I just yeah. thought everything about it. Yeah. Continue. I need to hear yours now.
0: I am in love with the opening scene. Oh. The way it starts off and you have like a square mm-hmm. like vision of the front of the house and it's, like, from a distance, and you see a cop car driving up slowly, no lights on. And then you start to move forward, and you realize that the sides are blocked because you're in the barn door. Ooh. And as the, you clear the barn, you see there are already two cop cars with their lights on. And so you have this slow realization of, like, you're coming upon a scene where something bad happened. Oh, Yeah. And it also is such a wide shot that you have to be, like, choosing where to look. Yeah. And it, I am just, like, the more I think about it, the more I like it.
1: And, oh, so good. And they go past those bodies like it's nothing. Uh-huh. And you're like,
0: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and when I first saw what we find out is Pearl's body, mm-hmm. I thought it was cattle that was, like, desiccated and bloody. Yeah. Because of, like, just the color and shape that you see. And then yep. I was like oh, no, it's a body covered in a white cloth. And then, no, it's a body sans head. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, So that, I love the opening scene. It's so good. Uh, The constant, like, juxtaposition of, like, the quick cuts. Yeah. And then also you have that dual screen moment where um, all of them are, like, having their, like, really cute, like, they're all singing and, like, stuff. And then Pearl is putting on her makeup and looking at old pictures. And even when it's not split between those two moments, mm-hmm. sometimes the screen is still split because it's Pearl and different parts or different angles I know, or it's them and different angles. Yeah. And I was fascinated. And the entire time I was like trying to keep up typing, like what's happening now? What's I happening know. now?
1: That's why it's so hard. There's so much to see. Yeah. Uh,
0: a feast for the eyes. Yes. Uh, so I loved that. Uh and then they have the juxtaposition of just, like, it happens visually, it happens auditorily, mm-hmm. where it's, like, we have the radio saying, America needs Jesus, and then yes. it cuts to disco music, and it's, like, hey. <laughs> they
1: had so many great moments
0: Introduced the theme early. <sighs> uh, and then there were so many ways that it paid visual homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. And, like, basically this felt like a love letter to a classic horror cinema Absolutely. and it's like the house entrance in like pearl and howard's place mm-hmm. like that narrow entrance hall is very similar to texas chainsaw yeah. massacre and
1: they have that door you can like see in there's yep. a shot just like that and yep. i was like oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> and then the van uh the traveling in a blue mm-hmm. van uh and then driving past gore on the way in in yeah i forgot about yeah. that in texas chainsaw massacre it's like they go past like someone who had de- desecrated corpses it's the or cemetery, something. yeah, where they're getting yeah.
1: like dug up, yeah, or something.
0: And then in this one, it's the cow, right? <laughs> uh, and then they also call it out very like clearly. It was like we're gonna make it avant garde because that's a good way to disguise a low budget. And I was like, "Hello, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, good, so good." <laughs> so good. Uh, okay, let's. What's next? The, I. I put this in my notes while you were talking because I thought of a word and then I was like, "That's not a word." And I was like, "Let me type it. It's not a word." Okay, I'm ready, um, though. but you were talking about the claustrophobia yeah. of the um, like swampy area. Uh-huh. I was like, "Ah, the claustrophobicality." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it should be a word. Thank you. Recognize it. <laughs> claustrophobicality. Claustrophobicality. It's like um, what's the word for eating humans? that is Hannibal Cannibal Elizabeth (laughs) Remember, Elizabeth (laughs) (laughs) Hannibal Elizabeth was so good oh shit oh I can speak and read (laughs) um let's see I don't know who said this I don't remember but I loved it and I wrote it down and I read back later and I was like who the fuck said this And I think I love you bless your heart (laughs)
1: Uh that was uh Jackson and Bobby uh, Lynn. Lynn. Okay, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. She says something. I can't remember what she says,
0: but she says something. Yeah. And he goes,
1: I think I love
0: you. And she's just like, bless your heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so funny. Yep. Uh that I have Pearl in the background offering lemonade and a jump scare. Hello. <laughs> uh Pearl walks back to the house. Howard's preparing for a tough conversation. Darling wife of mine, you put on the devil's paint. <laughs> because she has on the blue eyeshadow. shadow. <laughs> put on the devil's paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God. Then there were a few lines that Bobby Lynn said. And it, I just, I had to take it back and watch it a few more times. Perfect. Because she's like, everybody loves sex. It's a gas. <laughs> I like, love it. It's a gas. It's a gas. Uh, we're like a foxy car wreck. <laughs> She had so many fucking good lines. And then toast to the perverts.
1: (laughs) Toast to the perverts. They've been paying our bills for years.
0: I love it. Oh, oh, I skipped this earlier, but one of the first things that you hear on the TV is a televangelist saying the perverts and swindlers. And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) I can be both. (laughs) I can be both. (laughs) Oh, so good. Uh, and then RJ stands in the shower having a crisis of masculinity or love. Hard to tell which.
1: <laughs> Such a good moment. He's just weeping. And I was like,
0: yeah, RJ. <laughs> and then Curl. Curl? Curl. <laughs> Pearl being coy in various locations at night. Coy in a cornfield.
1: <laughs> she was so coy. He
0: would just always be like, come here. And, like, and everyone's like, no, no. I don't think I will. Like, come <laughs> here.
1: At first, she was just like, wish you would. And then she was like, you're gonna.
0: <laughs> uh huh and then uh we just got past the halfway point and we have the death of toxic masculinity and ageism when she stabs rj in the throat yeah gets him yeah um (laughs) that was just about the headlights and then like the sexual undertones of like penetration and violence and how it's actually a subversion of the typical way that it's shown because Mm -hmm. typically it's male murderers (laughs) right uh and then who doesn't do a little sensual interpretive dance over the corpse in the bloodlight? I
1: was, oh my god, that scene is so fucking good. She's just like, yeah. Uh-huh. She's feeling herself.
0: Yeah. Good for her. Good for but her. But at the same time, well. Well. <laughs> uh, and then all caps, Jesus the plank with the nail. Because you see it and you know what's going to oh, happen. No. And it's called five second foreshadowing. <laughs> you're like, oh no, well. <laughs> my note for this is, he steps on it, curses, cows moo. Cows don't care. He's like,
1: does he yell at him? He's like, shut up, cheeseburger, go wander (laughs) into traffic. (laughs) He's so pissed. Also, you said five-second foreshadowing. It reminded me of a moment from my childhood. I don't even know if I was born yet. I don't know, but this is a story my family tells all the time. Where they're looking out the back door window to see, like looking at our driveway, and my grandpa's pulling out, and my uncle goes, cow that's gonna hit your car he hit your car oh my god he's gonna hit it again he's good he hit it again he hit it again i think about that i'm like you had five seconds to be like do something yep
0: oh will hit it again he hit it again (laughs) i love that that so good oh god continue i'm so sorry no you're fine i was just on about cows Uh, Because I really loved how he is having just, like, a painful moment. It's cut with humor, but then also the cows are just, like, mooing. And cows don't care about your petty squabbles. They are cosmically focused. So... (laughs) Cows. I love that. Uh, I'm going to save that because that's my scariest moment. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I couldn't tell something. So when she's in the basement, Lorena's in the basement, and she sees the body. Yeah. For the first, like the first Passover, I was like, is that RJ? Like I didn't think it was, but you didn't really get a good look. And so I took it back a few times. And once I determined that it was not RJ, I had to hiccup. Yeah. Once I realized it wasn't him, I let it like get all the way down. And then I was like, are those manacles on his ankles or are those muddy hens? And then I was like, that could be a captcha. Manacles or muddy hens. (laughs) I would not fail. I would not fail. I would not succeed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> she's like i know a muddy hem
0: from i can clock channel. a muddy hem
1: <laughs> oh god uh no that's their uh their sex slave as it's yeah. described in the description
0: yep yep so i'm gonna guess manacle <laughs> yep i just i didn't want to say manacles if they were oh, just right. his jeans you know it, you know no i, I didn't want to be wrong like that he had pants did he no uh <laughs> no. he had pants by his ankles oh uh, right his pants were the money yeah. Yeah, yeah the muddy hems. Uh or medihoms as I keep many almost hums. saying.
1: <laughs> it's another one to add to our list of uh-huh. things to say to get ready. Like a newscaster. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: Uh and then when you wake up and your blanket is at the end of the bed, it's because Pearl pulled it off. Uh, <laughs> because she just like is anytime. pulling the blanket just off. Just anytime. You wake up and your blanket is at the end of the bed. That happened this morning. Pearl Pearl? How'd you get in? You little freak. Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. This is just Pearl, like, I don't want her. This one was different. She had something special like I did. I'm tired of never getting what I want. Maxine said exactly the same thing. She was tired of never getting what she wanted. And it was just like, Watching
1: the Vicious Psycho. It's so, it's like watching a horror movie write its own sequel.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Uh, and then Maxine leaving from underneath the bed while Howard and Pearl are having sex on top of her. She's just, she oh, caterpillars herself across She's the floor. Just inchworms her way away. And I was like, babe, Good for that, like, honey, you can outrun them. And I don't think shotguns she have could terrific have stood aim. Stood up
1: and been like, I'm leaving, and uh-huh. would have had enough time to make it to the house. Yes, but respect for the inchworm.
0: Yes. Uh, that is my last note that I copied over because everything else was just like typing every know. which way. I feel bad because
1: I know that this was disorganized. I know it was, but I was just so enthralled I was in swept away. It
0: was too good. I just like, I had to sit there and just think about it after. Like yeah. I couldn't play my computer game. Like, wow. <laughs> oh, so those are my notes. Beautiful notes. Scariest moment. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I know mine. I know mine. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah, because I went first last time.
0: So um, there were a few moments that were kind of, like, in the running for this, but it's when Lorraine goes into the basement, and she realizes that she's locked in there, and so she's like, okay, well, I'll actually look around the basement. She reaches up, and you see the chain on the light bulb, and she just, like, very slowly reaches for it. She pulls down, and it quick cuts to the pitchfork being pulled out of his eyes. That cut was so effective. It's like the phone scream, like, the cut between, like, someone screams and a phone rings. Like, it was such a solid cut. That it was jarring Again, as hell, and it got me. Editing. So good, it was so good, and so like to me that was just like oh, yeah. God,
1: it had perfect timing. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, disgusting.
0: Yeah, absolutely <laughs> disgusting.
1: Uh, my scariest moment I feel like it is cliche. Of course it is, but um, it was the alligator the first yeah. time. That was the shot was so beautiful. Yeah, but there's nothing that I that scares me more than like. Besides children in tank tops, Yeah. Is is like being not necessarily chased, but like pursued. unknowingly being yet pursued by something that's not even fast. Like it, I mean.
0: It could be, it wasn't.
1: Right. And yeah. it's like, there's no tension. There, there's too much tension because there's no like conflict. She's not running. She's not screaming. Yeah. The alligator's not like chomping. It's truly just quiet. And it's, it's alligator versus her and. She doesn't they, even know she they're doesn't fighting. No, they're fighting. Yeah, and that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, maybe it's the Florida girl in me. I don't know, but I, I think was it's
0: not very valid to have a fear of them when you know exactly what they can do. No, <laughs> it was just so unsettling. Yeah. I don't know,
1: and it was so slow too. The alligator wasn't even like really swimming. It was mm-hmm. like I can take my time. Yeah, which makes me think that that thing probably is like fed often. <laughs> which I oh yeah, there was just great. It was just great moments like that. There was... It was hard to choose the scariest moment because it was either that or the dancing in the oh God, the blood yeah. thing. I was like, what are you doing? Because ah! she said, she's like, I used to be a dancer. And mm-hmm. So she's like, now watch me dance. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that part was a, a strong contender.
0: Yeah. But alligator all the way. Okay. Scariest yeah. moments. Tropes. Yeah. So many tropes. I'm excited. Uh, Okay. Sometimes I put them in like categories. This is just alphabetical order. <laughs> Uh, so advertising by association, when they were like doing this, they were like, oh, from like the studio that brought you, it was either Hereditary or Midsommar, it might have been both, but, um, yeah, they used one in the thing, um, because I know that they're by the same person, Mm. but basically they were like selling, they weren't only selling it based on like the studio that brought you this, but that's part of it. Right. Um, this was a trope that I'd never come across before and I'm obsessed with it now. Um, it's called bat deduction. And it's based off Batman, where in order to further the plot, Batman has to deduce something about the Joker or the Riddler or whatever. And, like, understand, like, oh, I solved it all. And it has to be...
1: I've solved it.
0: The way that it ends up happening is that you're like, how? How? How did you solve it? No one could have possibly made that leap. Where it's like, he sees these two things and he's like, they're connected. They, and you're like...
1: only answer. And
0: you're like, and you're oh, like what? They're what? not even the same. Like, you just... You don't see that connection. And he's no. like, got it. And it works out for him because that's how Batman works. Right. But um, in this, it was averted or subverted. I'm still going back and forth yeah. between them. But at the very end, after they pick up the camera and they're like what do you think happened here oh my god it's like how the fuck should i know and that i fucking cackled because it's like there is no way
1: It's so funny
0: there's no because some you expect he's him quiet to be for like a second too. i'll bet that this old couple went on a murder spree <laughs> that's right. not there's not even a wrong guess he's no like, i don't fucking know it's like how the fuck am i supposed to know and then he
1: immediately comes out with the camera that was so good but he's like how the fuck am i supposed to know and he's like here i come
0: and when I saw that, I was like, "Are they gonna like open it up and expose the film to light? Does that like work with film oh, camera? Like, I wasn't sure if that was a thing." Even if with... they
1: had done it, I mean, they only would have seen like the the shots of like the movie, so they wouldn't mm-hmm. have known really. Yeah, but it's so funny when they're just like probably one of the scariest horror films ever, and it's just like, oh,
0: it's 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 boning.
1: It's, it's it's boning. Yep,
0: it's boning. <laughs> uh, uh, so that was that. The, the deduction. horror was the
1: boning we had along the way. Could have been. <laughs>
0: Uh, bookends, because we start yes. and end with those. Right. Uh, Carfu. It's like kung fu, <laughs> but it's using a car as a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chekhov's gun. Played with. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: in in the beginning, there was mm-hmm. the world. Um, You have Howard with his shotgun, mm-hmm. and then you have Wayne, who's, like, being held up. Right. And he's like, mm, fella, like, we talked on the phone. You said we were okay yeah. to come here. He's like, oh, yeah, like, now I remember. And like this isn't even loaded anyway. Usually you just have to wave it around and people get scared. He's like, Oh, I do the same thing with my handgun. Yeah, I know. And like you do see them going for it when they're afraid she, that the vaccine yeah,
1: yeah. takes it.
0: So you know there is a gun there. And you find out over the course of the movie that there are definitely bullets in that shotgun. Oh yeah. Shells. Uh in that Sorry. shotgun. Sorry. <laughs> And, uh, or are they only shells once they're already used and before uh, they're, like... casings, I thought. Casings? Okay.
1: Guys, I don't know guns, either. Okay? I don't,
0: <laughs> don't want to know guns. I just, I had a flashback to Green Room where have, they're like, oh, this right. isn't a bullet.
1: <laughs> if we have anybody in our audience who's really big on guns and they're going to correct us, how'd you get here? And, and <laughs> I, I have had a lot stay. of questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
1: so many questions.
0: Yeah. Uh, so whatever the fuck, there is ammunition in that gun. Yes. It's loaded. (laughs) You find out later that Wayne was telling the truth. The handgun is not loaded. The shotgun very much is.
1: Another reason we love him. An honest man. Yeah.
0: And uh, Maxine doesn't know that it's not loaded. And then she's clicking and she keeps clicking like in total denial. Like,
1: fuck.
0: (laughs) And then it still ends up like being subverted because Mm -hmm. the person with the biggest weapon misses. Yeah, and then her. it gets the kickback so bad she breaks her fucking hip. It was so
1: funny. She's like, <laughs> it was another hip. moment where you're like, oh no, but also, what? hell yeah.
0: Just boom, gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maxine was like, <laughs> 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 She's like devon fucking intervention.
1: <laughs> fucking intervention.
0: Loved it. Oh. Uh and then Chekhov's gunman. So this is the alligator. Because several mm. times we see the gator yes. and it's played with because you're like oh, like, it's too early for Maxine to die. Yeah, I was like, no way. And then you're like, well, Jackson, like, that would really make sense, but then it doesn't happen. And then you see them on the dock, and it's like, okay, it has to be Bobby Lynn. And right? then it is. And it is. Yeah.
1: It's so great, too, because they show multiple times, blah, blah, blah. But because they did that 24 hours thing, I really was like, maybe they do kill Maxine. I don't know, maybe that's how it starts. Ah! Yeah. Like,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, double entendre. <laughs> Plowing services. That was one of my favorite. Jokes the van. As soon as I saw the van, it I says plowing. Like, stuff. I was like, plowing all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, double meaning title because X is like the right. X factor, and then also like X for uh, pornography. Sly <laughs> X. <Psy-X. laughs> uh X. Dramatic irony, just mm. every which way. Mm-hmm. Fan service and fan disservice because yeah, yeah. we have like the very essential actors and then we have Pearl who is just desperately trying to show you her tits She's every like, five someone, minutes. Please. Yeah. Please I'm begging you. She just wants to be validated. Uh she arguably goes too far.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know that's a hot take, but a hot take, I think she goes a little bit too far. Just a little. Uh, we already talked about the five second foreshadow.
1: <laughs> that's gonna be your car, yep.
0: Yep. Uh, and then we also have just regular foreshadowing. Right. Just, like, so much foreshadowing. So uh, Homage. How we got here. So that is, like, when it starts oh, with yeah. the end. And it doesn't have the, like, I bet you're wondering how I ended up in this right. situation. But it does start how funny with.
1: How would it be if it was Pearl doing that? Oh, my God. Because, like, I bet you're wondering how I. Yep. <laughs> no head.
0: Yep. The voice is disembodied. <laughs> just, like, all, all around, around us. Yeah. Talking,
1: but her body's just wandering. Yeah. <laughs> We're inventing a new movie.
0: I love it. Uh, and then this is a subverted trope instant death bullet so often in film and TV whatever
1: yeah
0: uh, a single shot kills you it's not like the gun shoots bullets it's like the gun shoots death is what yeah. trope said because like often people bleed out slowly from certain things right. unless you hit them in a very specific area yeah. and it usually it's played straight where it's like oh shot her once and she's dead that's all they needed but this time they think she's dead and then she gurgles blood up in oh. his face and then he gives it gives him a heart attack.
1: It. They have been hinting at his heart not being able to take it for, for an so hour, long. and then all of a sudden he's like, "Well, wow, his heart couldn't take it."
0: Uh huh. He's like, Hoo-hoo. and bro's like, "He's having a heart attack." She's like, "I don't give a fuck." Seriously, when she goes, "He's having a heart attack," I was like, "Okay, do you want us to be sad?" Like, do you think the I next love that moment? A yeah. I love
1: that all of her like murderous intent goes out the window the minute she breaks her hip and her husband has a heart attack. Yep, begs for forgiveness, uh-huh. and then calls her a slut.
0: Yep. <laughs> She's like, if forgiveness won't work, then slurs me Right? <laughs>
1: She's like, all right, fine. Next yeah.
0: try. <laughs> I <guess>. New tack. <laughs> uh, then we have two different types of echoes. Ironic echo, uh-huh. uh, when you become such a prude? And <laughs> meaningful echo. Uh, so, like, divine intervention was echoed. Right. There were a few other things yeah, that were echoed. Yeah. Um, the, I will not accept the life, life I do. I, yep. yep, yep, yep. Love
1: that.
0: Uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Oh. Jackson and Bobby Lynn. Jackson! That would
1: hurt me the most. Jackson's
0: death was the hardest.
1: It was the hardest. Because he was just so sweet. When he was like, I'll go
0: get my clothes, old timer. And yep. he's
1: like, this man has given you no reason to trust him. And
0: yet here you are. Yep. Oh, Jackson. Jackson. This one goes out to Jackson. I love you, Jackson. Uh, the next trip was overdrawn at the blood bank. <laughs> how much blood comes out of RJ? <laughs> just how much blood? <laughs> much blood. Uh, so much it covered that. <laughs> covered that headlight. Uh-huh. Uh, And then the next one, okay, so you know how everyone has, like, the S with, like, the six lines that no one knows the origin of, but everyone knows how to draw it? Well, there's also, yeah, shave and a haircut, two bits. Oh! Yeah, that's a trope. And I was like, I I know this. Like, everyone knows that knock, Mm -hmm. but how do we all know that knock? It, like, has a very long storied history in, like, wartime, like, secret passing and stuff, like, secret knock. Like, if you did the... And someone didn't do, then it was because that they were just repeating what you did. You and done so the you could.
1: Just the knock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> knocking good on a podcast? People love it. They love it. Uh, but it's just one of those things that was very satisfying to I like, yeah. up on. But it has like. I can't speak right now. I'm sorry. It has notes, but it also yeah. operates just as like the yeah. beats. But um, they have it at some point in oh when Wayne knocks on the door the very yes, first time yeah, yeah. yeah I was like why am I talking about knocking where'd this come from where'd this come from hello you know, who did this to me come on me I I did this I'm the reason <laughs> I'm the problem it's me hello <laughs> I haven't even listened to that song me either <laughs> I had just seen all the memes it the memes we already talked about this, but Shower of Angst. Yeah. Oh, yep. my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the last one, suspiciously apropos music. When Don't Fear the Reaper starts playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: do yeah, me
0: started. Good shit. Good shit. Oh. So those are all my tropes. Those, those are not were... all of the tropes. No, those were beautiful, but...
1: though. This movie. Oh, I can't wait to rate it. I have an, an, an... I don't have one. Sorry. You said one. Oh. I went...
0: What'd I say? Dangling dicks. Dangling dicks. Okay. Yeah. My only other ones were Pearl POVs and Sunday undies because I'm sure. <laughs> when she did that, I went, I want those. Those are so cute. And I, I was like, that's just like a thing. Yeah. And you could call them sundies. Sundies. Yeah. Uh
1: the only other one I have was the devil's paint. The
0: devil's paint. My
1: darling wife, have you put on the devil's paint. We have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> dangling dicks though
0: i mean what else dangling dicks is just hanging right there i feel it's, it's low-hanging fruit yeah as they
1: say uh-huh. low-hanging dick if they will if, if they, they will if they will <laughs> we will i know we will but will they will they um it has to be that also yeah. i feel like that's just a beautiful homage to this film yeah i had so many beautiful david <laughs> <laughs> i saw the paint on your face I know, and i was, I was like, like it didn't... i'm gonna make you it say wasn't it funny because i mean how funny <laughs> Because I was like, what a horrible thing to say. It was because I was like, there's not that many. Yep. (laughs) Okay. I know how many dangling dicks.
0: Same. You ready? One, two.
1: Yay!
0: (laughs) That's a perfect 10. A perfect 10 dangling dicks, which is sadly more dangling dicks than are actually in the film. I know. But also, rare. So rarely do we both
1: get a five. Yeah. Hasn't happened in a hot minute. Hasn't happened in a while. And also what an unexpected treat yes. <laughs> I chose it just because I wanted to watch it yeah. I'm being so selfish you're like we need to choose a movie and I was like yeah I've been wanting to watch X How going we do X perfect and I was we almost did the black foam which I also yeah. wanted to see but then this one popped up like right underneath it and I went you know what that one's mm-hmm. older I want to see that one yeah so fucking glad that yeah. we chose this
0: yes I am so glad you like suggested it and I was like fuck yeah that looks great let's do it Gamble did one cause I was yeah. so unsure how you would feel
1: cause I knew that it was Texas Chainsaw like you know homages yeah. to that and I was like oh what well, she hates that when it started and they were like driving in the van I was like oh god ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it was
0: so fucking good amazing uh so I also gave it five Daniel yeah. Dicks I like <sighs> The angles, the swipe cuts, like yes. the swipe scene transitions, the um, juxtaposition, the characterization, the use of tropes, the like subverted tensions mm-hmm. like it just had everything. Had this everything. movie has everything. It is for us, one,
1: for us, to like a gory movie. We yeah. already know that that's impressive because. Yeah. It just has to be done right, and they did. But not only that, but this movie's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The shots in this movie make you feel so many things. Like, it looks incredible, but sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it's disgusting. But you can't deny that the shot is so good. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's so cool when a movie can give you one shot and make you feel so many emotions just from one thing. Yeah,
0: Or you want to pause it and just, like, sit with it. And you're like, I can look at this, like, five different ways. And still get something new from it each time. And I didn't
1: even get to talk about the music. Ugh. The music's
0: incredible because
1: it's like synth music mixed with like what I can only describe as like sex noises. Yeah. And I think that is so fucking cool. Um, It's subtle too to the point where I was like. That's what it is, right? I had a moment where I, like,
0: turned up my laptop because I didn't have headphones on. I just had it. Oh, I have my headphones, so that was amazing. (laughs) I, like, at one point, they're just loudly fucking. And I was like, my neighbors might think the wrong thing. And so I, like, turned it down. I was like, that's rude, you know? And then, like, when no sex is occurring, I was like, I heard a moan. And so, like, I had to, like, turn it back up. It's
1: this haunting music, Mm -hmm. haunting voices, like, singing mixed with synth, mixed with these sex noises and it's like it all mashes together to create a pretty cool soundtrack. Yeah. That like if you had told me those were the three things, I would have been like, "What a fucking mess!" Yeah,
0: it's incredible, yeah, glorious. Uh, also, you said it was kind of a gamble. This yeah. is the second film that we've had to buy. And it, I am much happier to own this than Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> oh my god. So much happier that we own this Can, one. I <laughs>
1: can't believe those are the two movies now that we own. Is yeah. Mothman Prophecies which I threw a fit. Yeah. And this one which I can't, couldn't be happier. Yeah. And you know what? We might have to own Pearl and honestly
0: yeah. I'm not that unhappy about it. No. I recommend watching the trailer. Now that you've seen this one yeah, I highly yeah. recommend it. I yeah. think
1: you'll be like shit oh,
0: i yeah. i liked this so much that i thought about watching pearl this week but then i was like i have to have my mind clear i know
1: i almost did the same thing and then i was like nikki take it chill take it take it down a notch uh-huh. i was like
0: you gotta calm down it's like you can't afford to be distracted or get I things mixed up was so excited that when you bought this i watched uh-huh. it immediately yeah
1: i was like i'm done i'm watching it right yeah. now i stayed up super late and i was tired and i was like i don't care it was amazing
0: oh uh, yes so, so that's 10 dangling dicks that's a perfect 10 dangling dicks yep I have to look at the last time that we had uh, a lineup that good. We've had
1: it before, but now I'm like, for what, you know?
0: I mean, I know Get Out, but I'm sure that we've had one since then.
1: We had one since then. I gave Annihilation six, but that's like a cheat, you know? I feel bad. (laughs) It's Uh, not a perfect uh, 10. But what else? We definitely,
0: was it Mr. Chicken? The ghost of Mr. Chicken? Ghost of Mr. Mr. Chicken might be a
1: perfect 10.
0: Let me open this up. Forgive the squeaking, please. I will. Not? No, I will. Okay, oh. I'm subverting your expectations. See my expectations. <laughs> I just have this song. Okay. Uh, let us pray. Mm. Mhm. Housebound. Oh,
1: fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, green room. Okay. The host.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Is
0: that it? Uh, there are some where I did not enter our rating into the spreadsheet. We need to make so a it's list a of our perfect up. tens, because yeah.
1: I would love to have, like, a shirt that has all of them. Yes! <laughs> Those are all deserving. Yeah. Wild that they are so many gory films.
0: Yes. Because I... I...
1: Apparently, if you do it right, I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I guess. I'm surprised.
0: I was surprised too, because I was like trying to put together like it's hard to say like these are my favorites because I have like I like this one for paranormal, I like this one for yeah. this. But then I was thinking about like the ones that I just enjoyed so much. It was yes. like almost like cute aggression type you, you feeling. Which one I
1: think we need to honorary put it in there. Mm. If it's not, is descent. Oh yeah. The descent has become a literal description for lighting and how we describe other films. So I'm like, maybe descent should should be in there.
0: Let me see. We, we might gave have... it pretty high yes we might have given it five but it's before i put the numbers in oh, i didn't that s- might
1: be a perfect 10
0: i didn't start putting our numbers in regularly until the 24th episode okay well i'm gonna
1: go ahead and say that that one's a perfect 10 blood pits. oh yeah 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 oh.
0: primal screams i'm sorry
1: oh you're right it was primal screams but blood
0: pits was the other option because yeah. it was shit pits yep yep <sighs> yeah yeah so wow, then. what a
1: good walk down memory lane. Yeah. Another perfect ten to add to the, the pile. Yes. The pile? I don't know. The
0: body pile. The body pile. Yeah. Aww. Uh, and then our ones and twos are in the shit pit.
1: Don't even. I don't even want to talk about the fourth kind. I won't.
0: Ooh. Mothman prophecies. Ugh. Don't. Nope. Not about it. Mm. Well, that wraps up our discussion of X. 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 If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find our show. And it's also just really cool to read what you say. Yes, please. It's also word of mouth, you know? Tell your friends. Just Absolutely. Hang out. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Cool With It. And every week we'll post the movie that we're doing for the week. Mm-hmm. Then we also post, like, the no context quote. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. And then you can check out our extended show notes on our website, justgowithitpod.com. Those are on a delay still. Well,
1: I'll get there.
0: <laughs> I have a week off this month and I'm going to be working on things. <laughs> uh, you can even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash it, And we'd like to take this opportunity Yay. to thank our patrons. Kim, Kelly, Nehar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, and Dalton. Yay! Woo! That's some new ones! Woo! Woo! Love them.
1: Love them so
0: much. I love our patrons. The intro and outro music? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccozella. The cover? It's by our very own Nikki Solomon. Hey, Kate. No. You know what this episode what? is? What? it's a
1: gas it's a gas You <laughs> <laughs> have had that saved up since you said it I was like sex is a gas
0: this episode is a gas oh my god amazing <laughs> it's a gas I really thought I would say what you'd be like fish <laughs> because of earlier
1: <laughs> of course not I don't called Frankenfish. Well, so, no, fish.